All right, well, it's uh, Tuesday, September 7, 2021 already, and getting closer to that day of my life when I celebrate another year around the sun. Uh, the weather has substantially cooled off. It's, it's in the time of the season now in Beijing where it's wonderful to, to, uh, to visit if uh, you get a chance. Although, I'm, uh, from what I understand, it's easy to get out of China, but it's very difficult to come back in. Uh, and I was actually talking to um, my, my, one of my Chinese teachers last year, or last week, and she's in Cambodia now, and of all things, there you go, He's, he, I mean, just hold, <laughs> right, um, so she's in Cambodia right now, and she's working online, teaching uh, students uh, Chinese, I guess she has enough, uh, uh, enough of clients to, uh, pay for her rent there she's renting an apartment and then also to pay for her mortgage here in china i'm not sure how much her mortgage is i'm not sure if she's getting help in any way but uh, <laughs> wasn't that my goal 10 years ago <laughs> five years ago was to be living and working online anywhere in the world basically and here she is she was able to do it so now granted she's in cambodia she said it was easy to get out, but uh, getting back into China can be difficult because there are no flights. For her, it'd be easy to repatriate, but for someone like me, it gets more dicey because I only have a work permit, and, but I have a foreign passport, so it becomes a little bit more tricky to navigate the uh, necessary paperwork uh, involved in coming back. So that being the case, if I were to leave China, I would have to do so with the knowledge that I might not be able to come back as uh, as soon as I'd like to. But anyway, it's kind of neat that uh, she is in Cambodia and able to uh, work online and uh, keep the money coming in and, you know, support her life in China. But yeah, she, she left in May and she's like, I don't need to be in Beijing. There's why I don't need to be here. Why do I need to be here? Well, I'll, I'll just go on vacation. She's actually thinking about uh, changing uh, locations very soon. I suggested she go to Myanmar, but I think visas are difficult to get there. Uh, but I suspect it's going to be Thailand or Laos. Laos was also a very good place, a very peaceful, but I'm not sure about the internet connections over there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, anywhere in Southeast Asia, cheap and uh, very peaceful, very natural. Um, yeah, you, you can live a pretty good life on a very low cost. Uh, that That's for sure. The other thing I suggested for her was to actually set up a website, as I don't think she has. My other, my, my current Chinese teacher does. Uh, she has a website that uh, she's actually been thinking about expanding a little bit more. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they're all... I guess the Chinese language is in demand to be learned. That being the case, today I was able to spend... Oh, good two hours, again, in contact with the language. Um, basic approach is uh, getting up at 6. I got, I'm out of bed at 6.30. I'm out the door a little bit later on. And on my walk, I do 20 minutes of character study. So I study 20 to 25 minutes. I go to Tim's now because I have so many points. I get free coffees. Uh, so... I've been drinking free coffee, not that I feel the need to go there, but it's a 10-minute walk from my apartment to the, the to Tim's, uh, which is right by the subway station. So I do one lap in my compound, one lap over there, and then one lap back, and that's a 30-minute walk all over, and I do my, my vocab along the way. Once I'm at Tim's, I do 15 to 20 minutes of concentrated uh, listening. So I just I turn on my uh, the radio and I put my headphones in and I just listen to I try to make out as many words as I can. 
I find it helps. Uh, it's getting a little bit easier. I've started listening to other... I don't listen to the same business podcast all the time because I've found, I mentioned this before, that my difficulty in talking to other people is that I don't understand what they're saying. And I suspect part of this has to deal with their accent and then, or just their sort of way of saying things, which is different from the, I guess, the broadcast standard Mandarin Chinese that is spoken on the national news networks, which is what I've been listening to. So now I'm looking, I'm seeking out and listening to podcasts that are put on by the people, by people who aren't necessarily uh, employed just by the uh, state broadcaster. So I, it's my hope that this works out. It's my hope that this will expose me to a few more pronunciation variations. And then that way, hopefully, I'll be able to understand more people in general. Anyway, once I get back, uh, again, I've been reading. Again, that's about 20 to 25 minutes concentrated reading. Uh, sometimes with the dictionaries, although it's getting easier without. And then after that, I spend another... 25 minutes reading out loud and I find I just I concentrate on my pronunciation uh, in that case so I have a bunch of short stories which the one I'm reading now is very, really kind of sad I mean it opens up with um, this this young girl who lives in a village uh, her poor peasant family basically and uh, she's blinded at like the age of like 10 or something because her older brother gets into a fight with a couple of other kids and they're all like swinging reeds or sticks at each other and I guess she gets poked in the eye or sand gets in her eye and she can't see anymore. I mean not to mention that her her father's a piece of shit and doesn't really help the family either so it's oh wow I mean not the most in, uplifting story I've, I've read in, in Chinese to tell you the truth but this is part of the collection of, uh, it's the graded reader that I have. And uh, they're, they're good because they are authentic stories by Chinese writers, but they are scaled down or graded, as it were, for certain levels. And so this is the 1,500-word uh, um, graded reader. So it's roughly where I am in terms of HSK4, HSK5. Uh, again, probably a middle school student reading capability. It still has the pinyin in the book, which is what I read, because again, I am focusing on pronunciation when I'm reading out loud. The other thing I was able to do today was write out for 30 minutes my class notes, which again, I do basically just to uh, practice character writing, to practice, to make it a little bit easier and mindless in terms of you know, when I read a character, when I see a character, when I hear a character, I want to be able to write it without thinking about all the components that are involved in it. So it's a, um, I guess it's one of those simple things that everybody else who's grown up with the language takes for granted. We take it for granted in English. Uh, same thing, like how do, you, how do you spell enough, right? <laughs> Go ahead and think about that. But if you're a, a language learner, could it be inug? Or is it enough? How, why is the G-H and F all of a sudden? Likewise with Chinese, I mean, with the uh, different characters, the, some of them look similar, but they're pronounced differently. Uh, and the tones, I mean, I, I can't write pinyin tones very well, but I, can, I am practicing writing the characters uh, as I go along. So that's what I was able to do in the morning. And in the afternoon, today was actually very productive because I was able to sit down and finally 
go through some of uh, the old blog posts I made for May You Make Your Movie. And I was able to upload a bunch of screenshots, a bunch of pictures, and another um, sort of behind-the-scenes video of one of them uh, for the donut render, actually. So that was good because there was about three of them I got through today uh, that I was able to just kind of clear up and get all those screenshots and those photos and uh, get the explanations posted on my website. You can still find this project listed may you make your movie it's on my website it's on the top title uh, title page right now uh, currently I might take it down uh, shortly as I'll make room for other projects that are uh, coming f uh, coming forth in the next couple of months I guess uh, but yeah I was able to do that and I don't know about you how often do you clean your cell phone or your desktop you think about it, I mean, with a normal desk, you can <laughs> normally see how much dust and crap and pens and papers that you've not, you haven't looked at for ages. And that book that you were reading that, oh, I'll get right back to it, I'll just, and then you don't get back to it for three months and there's a layer of dust on top of it. Um, so I spent some time today actually going through my computer desktop and then also my phone storage just starting to pilfer some of the things one of the things about having um uh, this new web this new uh phone is that it has such large storage capacity that i'm not really even thinking about it anymore uh that uh i just kind of keep on taking pictures and videos and uh downloading things that i don't have to clean it off uh or clean it up as much as i had to with the old phone it's, it's fantastic it is a security hazard because if i were to lose my phone or drop it or break it or whatever I'd lose all the stuff so I do have to actually sit down and uh, basically clean off a lot of the videos clean off the pictures clean off all the, some of the old video uh, the files and stuff like that now I know some of you are probably saying well, why don't you just upload it to the cloud I don't know about you I don't trust them I don't trust them at all they might say that they're I know apples in the 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 uh, news recently about their scanning technology, but even still, I don't like the idea of having, especially as a creative, where I take pictures um, of anything, and I, to me, it's more like a, almost like a copyright violation. Uploading it to a cloud, which can then be hacked or accessed by someone else. So, I don't like uploading things to uh, uh, the cloud automatically. I like to uh, sort of have my choice over it. Uh, but uh, that, that being the case, I do understand why a lot of people would actually enjoy that sort of feature. Um, but yeah, so that was my, basically my whole afternoon was uh, cleaning. I spent about six hours uploading pictures to the website uh, and uh, cleaning up those few blog posts, cleaning up the phone, cleaning up the desktop. So uh, it's, it was good. It was, it was a productive day of digital cleanse, I guess you could call it. Uh, <laughs> I was able to get quite a few things done. Uh, the one little thing I was working on this weekend that I forgot to mention yesterday um, was that I was actually trying to soundtrack uh, some of the, the videos that I made recently, and I was sort of playing with playing around with the GarageBand sampler and the uh, and the uh, the synth. So I came up with something. It's kind of rough, but uh, it, I don't think I'd put this on an album, but uh, certainly something interesting to look at. So I've attached it today. Uh, to today's episode. You can have a listen. Uh, let me know what you think if it's any good. Maybe it'll bring a, a smile to your face. If anyone's like, well, I could do that. I'd like to see you try. Go ahead. Tag me in it if you want to. Go for it. And other than that, the other uh, thing that I got going on tonight is I'm going to have 
vereniki or pierogies and kubasai found some on the weekend finally uh it was at one of these russian uh magazines magazines uh one of the russian shops that is located where would you say it's uh, near jungle man i guess uh, not too far away from my place, but far enough that it's a bicycle ride, and far enough that I don't think I'd go there very often if I didn't have to. Anyway, I found some, so I bought some. I got some uh, pierogies, kubasa, and I think I'm going to cook those up tonight for dinner. The healthiest of healthies, right? <laughs> anyway, I hope you uh, guys are doing well Tuesday already, and Labor Day is over, so you guys are back to work and back to school. Have a good one. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.